ti mismo me engañaste y lloras hoy porque fallaste. ¿Cómo tratas de buscarme? Tell you different, you know I never speak on that nigga. It's not my business, but I can tell you that it's levels, no competition, and I'm optimistic, and I'm about to hit it, and I'm. I can tell you've been crying behind the civics because I caught you slipping, left you no choice. You ever cry again? It's gonna be in a world's race. I wipe your face with them new hundreds to make your tears dry. Hitting it on the jet, this ain't no red eye. Got you chasing dreams that it ain't even bedtime. And don't you dare bring up your ex to see a dead guy. I wonder why, oh why. Tell me why 
Es un orgullo tenerte a mi lado Cuando tus ojos brillan Me dan luz, son los que me fascinan Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. It's five o'clock on a Thursday, and you're listening to Ben Talks right here live on Radio Free Brooklyn. And it's your boy, the best in the world, Ben Lewis. And as usual, I am accompanied by Addie, who was not was not here last week. What was it? No, you weren't here last week. You were in Atlanta, oh, in remember? Atlanta. Oh my See, God. she travels so much. Turn that on my, she, turn on my mic. I can't hear myself. She, she travels so much that she doesn't even <laughs> you know. know when she's here and when she's not here. Uh, it's all such a blur living uh, this life of mine. Yeah, uh-huh. But uh, enough about me. I don't know how that worked out. No, um, there's never enough about me, but we'll <laughs> touch on me later. Pause. But yeah, man, uh, we, we got a... <laughs> we got a very special guest in a building uh, he's an entrepreneur, the founder and the owner of Topline Auto Spa. You've heard me shout them out a few times on this program. Uh, we want to welcome our guest, Isaac. Welcome to Ben Talks, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolute pleasure, man. You know, uh, you, you got to support the young brothers out here trying to do their thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, trying yes. to get it honestly and, mm-hmm. and you know, trying not to trying to. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly, man. And um, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of. Now, Topline is uh, is a mobile car wash unit, correct? All right, so so tell us a little bit about the business and and what made you want to get into it. Uh, I mean, I got into the business for the from the love of my car, mm-hmm. of cars, I should say. Stay for that, Mike. Sorry, for the love of there cars, you, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I've been washing. I take care of my car, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I try sometimes to, I guess. Get the feel. I want to give people, I guess, a convenience. That's yeah. why I started a mobile detailing business. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could be at work, you could be at school, you know, you know. So could be at work at school, we come to you, we take care of your any automotive needs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cause um if it's it, especially when it's starting to get nice out, you know, the the one thing you hate as a driver is to pull up to the car wash mm-hmm. and the line is the around line the is block. Back. Yeah, exactly. You know? So you, I'm sitting you here, can I'm, pull me up, you know? <laughs> exactly. I'm sitting here echoing everything like I got a car slash even know how to drive. But, <laughs> you know, I could, I could definitely forward this to all the driving ass individuals that I know. Yeah, okay. for, definitely for do sure, that, please. For sure, for that. sure. So uh, how, how long have you have you had the business and um, how, how has the support been from your friends and family and just uh, finding customers so far? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been working under somebody for some time. Yeah. You know, I just started the business in February. Mm-hmm. Oh, congrats. So I branched off. Uh, shout out to Exquisite Detailing, mm-hmm. my boy Devon. Uh, he's been uh, teaching me basically everything on basically how to shampoo the carpet, make, make sure everything is done correctly. Uh, basically leaving the car like what I like to call top line shine. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So before we leave... Uh, <clears throat> So after that, the next question that you asked me. Oh, I said, um, how's the support been from your friends and family? Oh, support been great. Yeah. Um, I've been getting a lot of support from family and friends. Yeah. Uh, you know, we take it one day at a time. Can't you can't rush the process? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I have I have an end goal where I want to take it. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. but I gotta take it one day at a time. Sure so, yeah. do. So you know? I got a question. Yes. Since I'm not a you know I'm not really a driver, mm-hmm. but um. 
but I've seen some people's cars and I've seen some like disgusting shit. Like I've seen some people like really living oh, and living man. wild and recklessly in their yes, car. Yes, yes. So what's the craziest thing you've ever seen so far? And like not just when you started the business, but like maybe in all your experience with I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen nothing crazy, crazy. Okay, good. Amen. You know, thank God to that. No dead but bodies. I know what's coming up though. You know what I mean? <laughs> what would you do if you saw a dead body? Was that part of the services too? Would you be able to? Remove um, that and <laughs> discard of that. Maybe if, if the money's right. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, here we go. We get a full service here. Yeah. I'm, oh, a, I'm gonna we take care of our clients. You know, that's all I'm trying to say. We take care of our clients. Okay, so, good. Um, a dead body. I don't know about that. So <laughs> now nah, he don't do that, y'all. Nah, it's so, an so honest you, black business. You haven't seen an absolutely disgusting looking car yet. I mean, yes, I have. Uh huh. But I mean, listen, it's uh. Actually, I don't want to put the person on blast. No, no one's listening. Go ahead. <laughs> Tell <laughs> don't listen you, you can talk about it. You, you know, know my mother. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I started details her car yesterday. And, uh-huh. um, whew, what can I say? It's been a while. You know? It's been a while. Don't get me wrong. She keeps it clean, but I guess, you know, the carpets. Yeah. You know, sometimes, I guess when we were kids, we uh-huh. used to... You oh know, yeah You know how oh, that is Ben So yeah. mm-hmm. you know We used to just Throw juice all over the place And mm-hmm. this is a car She had for maybe 15 years You know mm-hmm. I don't think right. it's been Detailed once Oh wow you know and, I mean? and that's the she thing like my first client <laughs> That's how <laughs> and, and, and that and that's the thing Like for most people They go to the car wash Right mm-hmm. They just wash the surface Of the car A little vacuuming But they don't Really get it detailed So explain To the Kind of the listeners The, the differences Between mm-hmm. Just a regular wash and what you do as far as detailing goes. Explain to me because I have no idea what the difference is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, our uh, services, like, we have a quick basic wash, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, we get everything, but it's express. You know what yeah. I mean? So if we have, if we're doing a full detail, mm-hmm. we get fine cleaning. We're getting under everything. You know what I mean? So in between the dash, in between the crevices, we're getting uh, steam cleaning everything, making sure everything is sanitized, making sure your carpets smell nice and fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of that dog smell or uh, I don't know what you want to call, it, I guess, bad odor. White Some folks. people. Oh, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I didn't want to say it, but Ben what did. You huh? say? What did you say? <laughs> Look, Ben trying to get me yeah. in trouble. <laughs> I love all my clients. So. And there we go. All of that. Yeah. All inclusive business. Top line auto spa. Just, yeah. I, I, I was only talking about the ones that don't wash the second half of their body. Oh, right, oh, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. That's important too. Um, but yeah, we, like I said, we like to make sure that your car comes out looking brand new. Mm-hmm. You know, just like it came off the lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who who wouldn't want that to come to their car every day? Yeah, brand absolutely. New? You know, you could call me up any minute. I'll yeah. come to your house or, like I said, your job, you know, and take care of you. So so you say we. So who's who's a part of the team and how uh, did you build that team? My my team is just basically my family right now. Nice. You know what I mean? My wife, nice. my daughter, uh, my mother. You got your daughter clean? Come on, How, wait, hey, how listen, old is your daughter? You got yeah, to start her from you. Wait, 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 tell her how old she is. Because you look like 20... <laughs> Eight tops. Hey, black, black don't 25. crack, baby. Come on now. Top. Black don't crack. <laughs> okay, and so how old is this baby girl that you got around um, these? I wouldn't say she helps uh, a lot, uh, but she's two years old. Uh, oh, Turning three in August. Yes. Hey. You know what I mean? But she's but, already yeah. helpful. Yeah, she's very helpful. If I'm doing a wash That's around so my neighborhood, sweet. I'll bring her around. You know what I mean? Help, yeah. Help her. Well, help. Hold, let her hold the spray gun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rinse off the car. Yeah, kids love stuff oh. like that, right? You know what I mean? It's amazing to her. So it's yeah. like, it is what it is. Wait, so. okay. I'm recommending you to everybody. I think everyone <laughs> would love to see a little girl carrying a little spray bottle with yeah. her family. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
It's lovely. Yeah, so. I'm a pride. <laughs> <laughs> so you. No, nah, go ahead, go ahead. What you oh, were saying? Nah, I was just saying. I was just gonna reiterate. Like, we gotta start from young. You know what mm. I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the business is basically. Uh, she's one of the reasons it was started. You yeah, know what of I mean? course. So yeah. I want to leave something when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. You know, for her. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So something maybe she could manage, or maybe push off to the side and give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, as yeah, long yeah. as I know I did what I did for her, mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah. You know? so, yeah, for sure. And it's 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 important too. Like you, she's like young, and so she's she's home for the most part, right? She or she goes to I'm daycare, or whatever, right? Is, but it's important, like as an entrepreneur, like what as you grow the business, you'll be able to like make your own schedule. And you'll be able to be there for like certain mm-hmm. moments, moments. Yeah, yeah, in her yeah. life. That's whereas if you had, if you work for somebody, you know, you might have a Grammy boss. You might be like, yo, you know, my daughter X Y Z is like, nah, like mm-hmm. you can't get off. So it's important for you to to get that business going. Um, so do you have you like do you have like any mentors or people giving you advice as far as the business goes? And if so, what was some of the best advice you've gotten? Um. Like I said, I was working under my boy Devon as yeah. a detailer. Uh, make sure you guys follow him on Instagram. No, it's not. It's not about. But, uh, <laughs> don't follow Devon. Um, <laughs> uh, like I was saying, I mean, he basically taught me the ins and outs of the business. Yeah. You know what I mean, and that's one dude I could say that uh been the greatest mentor as far as in this journey. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's basically it. Mm-hmm. And okay, so. What what if I mean I know like you know getting the business started is already like an uphill battle so mm-hmm. like um what is like your marketing efforts towards like getting new clients like do you just like say hey I'm like a family business let me mm-hmm. wash your car for free and then like you know let me know what you think like what how does how does and not to give away all your secrets but mm-hmm. you know how did how do you get start how do you start getting clients uh, I first started by uh, basically putting cards on people's driver's side doors. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Walking around on on uh, different neighborhoods, yeah. Putting them on uh, mm-hmm. ca- people's cars. Uh, also, another thing was word of mouth. Maybe going to secondary dealerships, driving around, you know, speaking to them, seeing if they needed a f- uh, fleet service from mm-hmm. from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just uh, did a Yelp. I know a lot of my followers are seeing that now. Yeah, uh, we are now on Yelp. Uh, uh, I mean, that's basically it, nice. you know. Well, you had a little social media campaign. Oh yeah, you know, so, so, about, someone someone helped someone helped you with that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> you know, does it rhyme with pen? It does rhyme with pen. I'm actually forgetting one person. Ben talks. Oh, you can't but, forget. You can't forget Ben talks. Doesn't, you know ring, a, I mean? doesn't ring a bell. Oh, actually, doesn't ring a bell. stop, stop, <laughs> stop. You're embarrassing you gotta me. Give props where it's due. Yeah, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> Keep going though. Keep going. Oh, oh guys, come on! Ah, uh, come on! Oh, uh, come on! Oh, you got you got biscuits. Oh my gosh! Nah, but, but it's it, it's all about showing love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, me and uh, Ben, we knew each other for a long time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We texted uh, earlier. We was talking about how we all got to basically help each other mm-hmm. out. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, so for sure. It's a it's a it's a struggle. I know mm-hmm. what it was for you. Yeah, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, we take it day by day. That's all. Yeah, for sure, man. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on, man. It's Thank been you. a great talk. It's great for our listeners to kind of get to know a little bit about you and, and your business. Before you get out of here, let everyone know how they can find you and, and how they can kind of book your services. Okay. Uh, uh, like I said, we are on Yelp, uh, Top Line Auto Spa. We're also on Instagram. 
Top Line underscore Auto Spa. Facebook, Top Line Auto Spa. And uh, to book any appointments, please call a day in advance, 347-782-7737. Thank you. No refunds. <laughs> just had to throw that and out he there. comes to you using mobile. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Detailing service, yes. so he comes yes. to yes. you in this lazy society. That's exactly. a perfect business. Mm-hmm. A perfect service. Right. All right, man. Uh, but oh, once go ahead. Go ahead. You mentioned Ben Talks. You will also oh, get ten dollars off. Oh, word. There you go. We're gonna repeat that again. There we <laughs> go. Let, let him know. Let him know, Isaac. Yes, Come sir. on. Now. Once you re- once you mention Ben Talks, you're oh. gonna get ten dollars off. Stop it. Stop. Ben no, Talks, Ben Talks, Ben Talks. Ben Talks, Ben Talks. Yes, $30. yes, yes, for Just sure, man. It's been a pleasure having you, Isaac. Once again, Top Line Auto Spa, man. Look him up. Follow the follow the kid, man. Mm-hmm. Book his services. I know y'all lazy. I don't want to go to the car wash. We finally got some warm weather coming up. So make sure y'all hit him up. He's um, back. Yes. And uh, I'm going to be posted on all my socials. But we want to thank you once again for coming through. Uh, looking forward to the growth and the progress that, that your business uh has in the future, man. Thank you. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be waiting for my, my, my free wash. Just gonna... All right. Whenever you're ready, Ben. Whenever you're ready. Oh, well. Just give me a call. All right. <laughs> We're going to talk after this. All right. All right. It's Ben Talks on Radio Free Brooklyn. Coming up right now is Creeping by Heiko. We will be right back. Shorty creeping, know I got some demons. Ride with me, 
Yeah. For me, sometimes I feel like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Alright, alright. Yeah. Yeah. Say my name, say my name like you never said it before. Diving deep inside of you, won't stop till I hit the sea floor. Oh, yeah. Now I've been gone for a minute, I don't mean for you to be bored. Yeah. But can you hold that nigga down when I blow up like a C4? Oh, can you hold it down? Hold it down, hold it down, hold it down, my lady. Will you be around? Be around. Delilah, don't answer my phone Delilah, 
find pass. They be like she don't do just My body don't tell me I move too fast. But I didn't care cause the light la bad. My baby, Sherry Coco, my sweetie, Jammy Loco, Ololu Femi. Yeah, oh, I love you. But you're like, oh, why you they do me so? Just leave me and carry go. Took the cookies and you took all my dough. Baby, just call me and let me know. I thought that the light, I was feeling the kid. It turned out to be she was playing the kid. Got on my bread and she got on my shit. Baby, 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 why you do me like this? That's my Yes, yes, yes. We are back here live on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's your boy Ben Lewis, Addy, as usual. Addy, why are you forgetting? Is it because I was gone? You don't think I'm bad I, yeah, anymore? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I barely see you these days. Oh you know, God. you know how it is when the sun comes out. Uh, you, know, you know, I don't know how to act. Addy out here getting flued out, and <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Still, still flewing myself. I don't out. know, man. You used to wear Fashion Nova. All of a sudden, you got Gucci. <laughs> I don't know you. Where you Gucci know what I'm at? <laughs> I don't Wait, know where I'm that a, came from. I'm in work clothes. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Y'all ain't see the belt and the, and the never full bag she came Get in here with. Here. You know what I'm saying? I just threw my mom's little Versace, <laughs> um, vintage Versace uh, little handbag. Oh, no. She wasn't doing anything with it. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Just going to flex at bingo night in, the, in the Kingdom Hall and stuff. <laughs> 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 All right. So, uh... Those of you just tuning in, uh, you just missed our interview with the founder and owner and uh, just the Mr. Everything for Top Line Auto Spa, my um, guy Isaac. Uh, it was dope having him in here, talking to him and, and getting to know him a little bit and some of his motives behind uh, making a business. So that was that was really cool. Uh, today's a jam-packed show because we got another guest coming through later on. I'm so excited about her. How did oh. you know? Uh, of course you're like, excited about I, her. I, I was just like looking at her, uh, listening to her music, looking uh-huh. to her socials. I'm like, I feel like this is my spirit animal. Oh, I bet. But um, well, you know, I got I, questions for her. I'm sure you guys will have a good time attacking. Oh, I can't attacking wait. Attacking me. I can't uh, wait. You know, while I'm in here just trying to <laughs> do my thing. Yeah. Whatever. But it's time for our trending topics. Let's you know, everything going down. In the culture right now uh, So we gotta start off With this When They See Us documentary mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna be honest I watched part one Today mm-hmm. And I just didn't have The stomach for part two I, I'm, that's, I'm We're on the same page I got through uh, 75% of part one uh, I had to stop When yeah. they were um, Basically When the father Of one of the boys Was basically 
uh, harassed by the police officer who found out he had a record. Yeah. I was trying to use that against him to manipulate his son into lying on those boys. I couldn't do it anymore. Right. Because I was just like, this is ex- like, just like literally a fucking rock in a hard place. Yeah. Like, yeah. The tr- like it's, it- but I'm going to go back. I just got to go back in my own pace. I think oh, I need yeah. to watch it with somebody. I can't watch it alone. Oh, I yeah, for I sure. I, I have every intention of, yeah. of finishing it. It's just, you know, it was just way, it was, I don't want to say too heavy. We knew mm-hmm. the story coming in. We knew what happened. We knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just hard to watch these things play out on a screen mm-hmm. with actors and everything. Just kind of get the visual to go along with the backstory that we already knew. Yeah. Um, so Shout out to Ava. Yeah, for real. She just, She's doing yeah. it. I just love um, but one of, one of the, one of the, uh, one of the things, the backlash from the When They See Us doc is, uh, has been put on the, the prosecutor. For the case, Linda Fairstein. Um, and it was interesting. So I was doing research on her, right? Uh, trying to find like articles about some of the backlash she was facing. And I, and I came across an article on the New York Post that still, Post. yeah, that still labels her as a heroine. Um, I'm just going to read a little the clip. The Post is always on the wrong side of history. Right. I'm just going to read a clip from, from a little piece of the article that is on the Post. It says, it's curious to see so-called feminists work to cancel a woman who spent decades championing women and trying rapists. But this week, they did just that, setting their sights on former prosecutor and victims' rights advocate, Ugh. Linda Fairstein. I know a white woman wrote this. Oh, of course. Canceling people in a, is a digital age, organized boycott aimed at denying someone a livelihood. <laughs> right? That's what she wanted to That's put. That's what she wanted to The editor took it out, actually. She, right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> she, don't got the, she don't got the heart for it, though. Right. Yeah, uh, black people are canceling, y'all. Okay. Um, the mob forced Fairstein to resign her position at Safe Horizon. The country's largest victim services organization and at other groups. They also sought boycotts of her mystery books, and she has been forced to delete her social media accounts to shield herself from the firestorm. Fairstein was the supervising prosecutor in the Central Park Five case in which a jogger was raped, rocking the city in 1989. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so I was just like interested not interested i was i was i was pretty upset at the at the post mm-hmm. uh for seeing this article because it's like you label her a heroine and while she might have done things to help victims of uh rape and domestic violence and, and whatever the case is she gained fame and popularity off the backs mm-hmm. of five innocent black and brown children yeah. like children Yep. 14, 15, yep. 16 year olds. And that's how she gained her popularity. So everything she has up to this point was built mm-hmm. on that horrible, horrible thing mm-hmm. that she did back in 1989 pertaining to this case. So, yeah, the, the what did they say? The chickens have come home to roost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's about damn time that exactly. she's getting canceled and all this stuff is coming back to her. And here's my thing. Because I'm not really a fan of cancel culture, right. especially if you make amends for what you've done. Right. But this person has not done that. This not person has not even expressed remorse for what she has done. No. So she needs this is ex- I don't believe in canceled, but this is the exception because it's just like what you did was just the most egregious thing. I mean, I didn't know that these boys were in middle school, yeah. middle school. Like I taught middle school kids and that's why it broke my fucking heart. Like I'm just I was just sitting there thinking about the boys that I taught. And the bullshit that they, that, like, just put in them in their shoes. And I couldn't even fathom. So, fuck that. Also, um, also, I just, I just really hate how she's painting this narrative, um, to make it seem as though this is a, fem- an issue of feminism. And this is why we don't fuck with white feminists. This is why we don't fuck with y'all. Because when you, you guys censor stories around you, you're so concerned about this woman's fucking reputation. These people lost their lives. Yeah. 
Exactly. They lost their lives for decades off of the accusations of a white woman who was just completely politically motivated and racist and didn't didn't go back and say, okay, I did make my uh, get my fame off of this case, but you know, maybe I was hasty in how I approached things. Let me rectify what I did. Uh, no, she didn't do that. Just as in the same way that that bitch who fucking accused Emmett Till of raping her mm-hmm. went on to went on to write books about it, and then went on to say she felt bad about her about the fact that she lied and basically wanted to absolve herself before she fucking passed away. And then she wrote a little book or went on a little press tour last year talking about you know she uh, she didn't mean to. This is the, these are the exact apologies that we don't want to hear from you white hoes. We don't care. This is exactly what we don't want to hear now. Um, but this bitch didn't even do that. She didn't even pretend. No, no. She didn't even pretend. She actually so issued a statement. She said, um, you know, Fairstein, who's not considered one of the most, and this is off of TheRoot.com, uh, not considered one of the most vile human beings in the history of Western civilization. Mm-hmm. Fairstein shared her thoughts on when they see us with the Daily Beast, dismissing it as a basket of lies, which requires an incredible degree of unmitigated gall. Considering filmmaker Ava DuVernay recently revealed that Fairstein attempted to negotiate her involvement including script approval in the miniseries. And Fairstein maintains that those negotiations never, ever happened. Now, let's keep it a... Let's keep it a 100. Right. Let's keep it... Netflix invests too much goddamn money to be putting their name on the line for a lie. Right. Let's keep it all the way real. They did... There was due diligence that was done. Now, maybe she don't agree with her... With the uh, reality that she chose to live and now wants to call it a lie. Right. But obviously, there was enough people to corroborate... What happened to those boys? What happened in those rooms for that to actually make it to air? Not, I'm not saying believe everything you see on TV, but I'm saying that if she had a legitimate case to sue Ava, she would have done it already. Right, exactly. Let's just keep it that way. Let's put it that way. Exactly. <laughs> Either way, karma is a dish best mm-hmm. served whenever the fuck it decides to serve you. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, now, oh man, it's above me now because oh, yes. <laughs> this is what I have to say to that Linda ass bitch. It's above me, and I apologize for cursing this much, you know. No, it's okay. Um, I Nobody know. I'm, I, <laughs> I'm trying to clean up my act, you know. Uh, they, they may. I'm, I'm an educator, you know. I really have a double life, <laughs> <laughs> right? But you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm gonna try to, uh, I'm gonna try to compose myself. Right, but the video in question, um, this, this happened. Uh, where did this happen? This happened in a Was um, it Texas. Yes, Texas, Craig Brooks, a 26 year old. Guest service employee at a Holiday Inn Express in Austin, Texas, um, was the was the victim of this hate speech spewed by a woman. And we will play the uh, video of when the, the woman now this happened over the phone and she pulled up to the hotel, but she was singing a different tune. Um, here's what she was saying. Understand that, but you call me a fucking nigger. No, you weren't sorry when you said it on the phone. I was, listen, there was no, but at at the end of the day, and the the climate that we live in today, society, I I understand that, but it's it's above me now. Because I need a room tonight. Well, there's the best restaurant next door. No, please let me hear. My daughter's here. I'm sorry, but I mean, I was on the phone when you said it. I said, I'm sorry, please. I've been in a I've had a horrible day And I today. had a horrible time when hearing that. He won't let me in. It's, it's above me. She called me a fucking nigger. Sir, my grandma just I died. understand that, but it's above me. Let me, please let me. It's above me. Sorry. I got my the best restaurant is next door. Sir, the rest of our family I understand is here. that, but it's above me. Please. 
I she said what she you. said. I understand that. I understand. She's very. It's, it's- well, that was the uh, the clip of, of what took place. Mm. <laughs> but um, yeah, completely yeah. singing a different tune. A, a mess. So we're going to name this episode White Tears. Oh, at yeah. least the first half of this uh, segment because, <laughs> this, I mean, just the diversity in the White Tears are oh, yeah. like, she's talking about her grandma, her uncle, the, her the, dog. Yo, the, the gall of her uh-huh. to cry. Mm-hmm. To cry mm-hmm. as if your tears are going to erase the fact exactly. that you just used right. one of the exactly. most vile words ever created in the American uh-huh. language. Basically. And then you use it to belittle me uh-huh. and you try to use it to make me have the reaction that you're having now it's... that you're asking for mercy at my feet because your daughter's staying here and you need a room in a hotel. Well, how about you go to a hotel where there isn't a fucking nigger at the front desk, mm-hmm. which it's, is the best it's... Western next door, right? <laughs> According to what he said in the video. That's... Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's basically, I swear to God, I'm not racist. White woman, I have black friends. I have black friends. I did the act, but I absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely did it. But I don't want you to hold it against me because right. usually I get away with things. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm just literally gonna throw a bunch of darts at a wall, mm-hmm. and because the, they usually stick. Mm-hmm. But now I'm happy that uh, we're, we're we're coming up with terminology to be like fuck no, yeah, uh, right. that is not fuck no. Um, so that <laughs> so that we don't continue to get in trouble with right. black people. And uh, she did what mo- she did what most uh, psychopathic people do. Mm-hmm. When in doubt, cry. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lin, I'm like, Lin, she and Linda should get together. Oh, yes. Wow. Maybe Linda could represent her. Exactly. You see, I prefer, like, <laughs> I, you could give, honestly, this is going to be, I'd rather take a Trump over either of those bitches. I'd rather know exactly what I'm getting. Right. And I, I don't, because you, y'all sneaky bitches be the ones who be doing the shit that be getting people locked up forever. The ones, and and, and sleeping, and sleeping, oh, sleeping well like at night. Sleeping like a baby. And swearing oh, yeah. to God on, the, on, on sleep the charity that you, the oh, Red yeah, Cross, right? that you are not racist. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, get out of here. Bye. Please. Anyway. <sighs> Moving on. Um, all right. So the the topic, so Ja Rule and Irv Gotti appeared on The Breakfast Club, right? Um, earlier this week. And apart from Ja Rule uh, trying to make the case that he's still trustworthy enough to hold a, fi- <laughs> uh, a festival, <laughs> an interesting debate sparked. <sighs> Um, this was between uh, I don't think Charlamagne was on this episode. Oh, but, thank God! Because I mean, actually, no. I wish he was. No, but, but then again, this debate wouldn't have happened because Charlamagne would have roasted him. The right. Whole time. So, so it really it was between Ja Rule, Irv Gotti, and DJ Envy, oh. and they were discussing the topic of uh owner of entrepreneurship versus getting a college education. And here's a little bit of what they had to say. So why wouldn't you want your kids to be as smart as they can be? On both sides. You take, we're talking about two years or four years out of their I, fucking I, I want long my kids, lives I want my kids to, to be go. successful. They can be successful after they go fucking get educated. They can be successful without college. I, that they're doing with that. College usually promotes you to be a worker bee. Because what do you That's say correct. to someone the after they finish passion. their four years of college? Get a job. Correct. So it promotes you, go to college, and that's, be a worker. That's, but that's I also, school. That's institution. Probably. And I also feel like getting that's a job all, helps all, you all, learn how to run a business. And there's nothing wrong with having a job. No, if you what know my mom will say, is to what run a my nini would say is, because she'll be like, Irv, you're special. <laughs> you're different. And she's like, <laughs> people aren't you. 
So they need that job. I would say I agree with Gotti. Mm -hmm. I, I agree that they should get... All right, so you can uh, definitely catch the entirety of that conversation, obviously, on YouTube, uh, on the Breakfast Club's page. But Ooh. I just, it's interesting debate because interesting debate. both Addie and I have mm -hmm. finished college, mm -hmm. got our degrees. Um, I even went back, you know. For, <laughs> he to, couldn't get enough. <laughs> right. I, I even went back and, and, and studied uh -huh. communication. So this is a very interesting topic because I'm a little bit on both sides of the fence, but yeah. um, I, I want to get your thoughts on it before I dive into how I feel. Yeah, I'm on, I'm really on two sides of the fence as well. I'm somebody who uh, was able to uh, thrive within the educate within the traditional education system. Uh, one, because my parents are Nigerian. <laughs> so when your when your parents are Nigerian, you do as the fuck you are told. And that is what the system promotes. It promotes mm -hmm. that you do what someone tells you and you do it well the first time. Because you don't really have much leeway in or, or choice in, uh, in what that looks like, and so I was able to. Um, granted, I was a rebel, so I like just because my parents told me to do things, I was not the best kid, um, always. But I still had that foundation. Also, I um, I just happened to thrive well in that system. I I started talking when I was ten months old. You know, I was the hell? yeah. I was I would I taught my sister her left from right when I was two years old. Taught her how to type. <laughs> Listen, my baby start talking at ten yeah, months. I'm dropping you off. I'm dropping you off at the church. Oh yeah, no, I was yeah. much smarter <laughs> as a child. So I don't know what the fuck happened, but mm. um, I do. But <laughs> um, yeah, I just happen I happen to thrive. And here's the thing: I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, because of my individual fucking ass experience. Yeah, everybody should be like me. I can actually fucking recognize the difference in my personality, in my upbringing in my fucking nature slash nurture that made me be the person that I am that happened to do well in, in within the system. But I am an exception to the rule. I don't believe that I am the majority. And if you look at the majority, what you find is a lot of people going to college, uh, wasting a lot of money, taking out a lot of loans, with yep. no, no idea what they want to be. Right. No clue. No clue. Uh, I had no clue, but I happened to have a scholarship. So right. I, I could Same. I could actually you know do that shit and um and I think it's and so I I believe that there is merit to both sides I think that the good thing about college is that it gives you a sense of professionalism gives you a sense of and depending on what college you go to because it's not just college it depends right. on what college you go to just being able to feel confident sometimes in your own voice and how and talking through opinions and talking through your thoughts in a um. In a situation that's not as high stakes as a business, that's not as high stakes as your livelihood, you're building the skills through clubs, through different social interactions that are giving you the foundation so that when you go out into the real world, <coughs> you feel prepared. But at the same time, it's a catch-22 because at, to the degree that it can prepare you, it could also make you feel like you need permission to do shit. And I feel like I struggled with that feeling like, yo, like I, I, like I got out of college and a lot of things I wanted to do. Sometimes I felt like, yo, I need permission to do this shit. Like... I need because I'm so conditioned under this mentality of, you know, this person gives me the green light before I get some things done. So I really think there's valid points to both sides. Here's my thing. Choice. Choice is really the answer. Yeah, for me. absolutely. But let's push it. Let's push it back to you. Yeah. Um, uh, like you, I'm, I'm on both sides as well. Like I can absolutely understand Irv Gotti's argument and DJ Envy's argument was that, you know, why? Because like you said, a lot of times you go to college, not because you really want to, but simply because everybody's telling you you have to go to college mm -hmm. and you see so many times like someone will go in first semester and they don't finish or they take out a bunch of loans they do finish and they end up not wanting to do the thing that it is that they went to school for right so like you said it, it's all about the choice and and i'm of the mindset of if you have like a like if you have an idea 
the four year, let's say you, you come up with an idea, you want to start a business right at 18, 17, 18, right? It'll if you could put in work for four years and go through actual real life experiences mm-hmm. owning that business and running that business, then and you'll it'll be more valuable than sitting in college and being told this is how and this is what you need to do mm-hmm. in order to have a business. Yep. Uh, but but at the same time, that's not for everybody. everybody I no, because it's not for y'all lazy ass niggas who's just not trying to go to school, right? Because exactly. they don't want to do nothing. Right. Because exactly. Guess what? And, uh, when it comes down to doing something, you still not gonna do it. Like, right. So and there's you, and there's a lot of them that know? watch this video and they're like, yeah, this is why I ain't go exactly. to school. Da, da, da. I'm the, like, it's just like get out of here. You ain't gonna do shit with this information, but go sit down and do nothing. <laughs> right. Like, so if you have an entrepreneurial mindset, meaning that you're disciplined. And you have a good sense of purpose and self, meaning that you're the kind of person where you want to figure out how to do something, whether that's, you know, I want to create my own show. You're on YouTube watching how do I create my own show. Every All the money you're making from your little job or wherever you can make money, you're saving all of that up. You're right. not going out to the club, popping bottles with your friends. You're taking that money as aside. As fun as that may be. As fun as that may be, <laughs> you know. If you're doing that, you're, you you must be right. making enough money. But yeah. you're being smart with your money so that you're you, you're really make uh, meeting those benchmarks for the plan that you have. That's the person that I'm talking about, not right. your average person. So I agree that distinction is very important. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But definitely an interesting uh, topic that. And and one thing I also took from this, our, ja, ja Rule is that dude where y'all having a simple debate and he start getting swollen and y'all end up fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what y'all was fighting about? Well, I said that the Knicks was good, and he said that they wasn't. He's from Queens, and, I understand. Yeah, see, he 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 started cursing again. His temper went up. Yeah, it was it was yeah. Don't don't yeah. don't debate Ja Rule. <laughs> y'all gonna end up fighting. He did, and just yeah, Ja Rule is cool because you know, look, the difference. Oh, let's also keep it real. Ja Rule has had some money problems. Oh yeah, and so you know he oh, knows yeah. what it's like to get to win and lose money, and sometimes like just that extra bit of education, just that yeah. extra bit of like know how around how budgets work, around how. You know, um, all that stuff, especially if you're not going to necessarily get it with in whatever you're doing. It, a college does give you those foundations to get there. And sometimes you just need to buckle down and take a class. Like right now, I'm taking a class on content production. I could go to a studio right now and start filming my shit. But sometimes it's just really nice to, to actually get to learn something from somebody who's done it already. Right, right. You know, and that's kind of the value of an education. So I think it's really choice, discretion, and also, like, somebody like DJ Envy, I feel like he could teach his kids so much. I think it depends yeah. on who you are. DJ Envy really has a really great mentality. Like, yeah, and, if, and if his kids kill, are... He's killing his real estate He's killing thing, it. And if his kids real. are genuinely interested, genuinely, not just because he's been pushing it on them. Yeah. If they're genuinely interested in what he's doing, then I think that that's a, a fine alternative path. But you got to be careful about what that looks like. Right, exactly. All right, what we got next up in trending topics? Okay, all right, all right. Let me... Um, so, okay, so black women, single mothers, are dominating a corporate America. And I actually took some screenshots. I'm finna pull up right quick. Just give me a moment. We could do a little um, sound effects or whatever. I wanna... Yeah, I'm, <laughs> right. I don't know what you think the budget all is right, over here. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, according to the t- 2018 Motherly State of Motherhood mm-hmm. the survey, wow, <laughs> didn't even know that was a thing. It's a survey for everything. Woo! Showing that the number of uh, showing that the number of federal, federal and state policies during o- Obama's presidency uh, made it possible for Black women to uh, to show significant growth in their income and all that good stuff. But here's the real point I'm trying to get to. Uh, this is from Blavity, uh, according to author Christine Michael Carter um, from Forbes. Um, the number of single Black mothers who earned seventy five thousand dollars grew. 
100% between 2012 and 2017. This was a 30 percentage points on um, 30 percentage points higher than single white mothers, according to the survey. During that same time period, black mothers have been able to secure higher income growth than all other single single mothers by two percentage points. Analysts have attributed these gains to a variety of policies enacted during the Obama administration, and it resembled growth seen during the Clinton administration. Although the studies found that black mothers, um, so okay, here's here, okay, here's that's one point. Now, yay, shout out to black women, and I just want to I just want to emphasize that the reason why here's my here's my take on it. The reason why black women are able to make these moves is because nobody feels sorry for us. No one feels sorry when you're a black mother. First of all, when you're a black woman, nobody feels sorry for you. No one's like, oh man, you have to do something. It's expected. There's no, there's no handouts. In fact, you're abused for it. People are like, you can't keep a man. People think of you as lower educational attainment. People think of you as ghetto. You get all of these fucking stereotypes. So when you get all of this shit thrown at you and you're still fucking able to thrive, shout the fuck out to black women, first of all. Now, I also want to point out this little excerpt from Blavity. Although the studies found that black mothers were four times as likely to be single parents than any other race. I want to start there. I'm going to finish this sentence, though, (laughs) but that's just triggering. Although the studies found that black mothers are four times as likely to be single parents than any other race. Don't trigger too hard now. (laughs) Millennial black mothers were more optimistic about handling motherhood in a career than any other race. Um, Carter's hypothesized that perhaps these single black mothers have discovered the secret to achieving work-life balance, juggling successful careers in parenthood. Taking a deeper look at the largest generation of single mothers in the workforce to date, over 23% of black millennial moms feel that they can combine career and motherhood, citing that citing it's possible to combine them creatively compared to only 14% of, millenni- of all millennial moms. So once again, um, black women just be getting shit done because nobody feels sorry for you. Uh, nobody feels sorry for us. We're four times as likely to be single mothers. And, you know, that's that's a problem because uh, it takes two to have a kid. So I just want to emphasize that. And I want to emphasize the fact that we don't get enough attention in terms of support about what that entails. I feel like, you know, the narrative that I usually get from niggas is like, oh, there's so much pressure being a man and da 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 da. At the end of the day, you could fucking leave your kid and no one is even going to judge you about it. People will be like, oh, man, you know, oh, you know, it's, it, was, it was so hard for him. It was so hard for him. But at the end of the day, guess what? When a, a black woman and, a, and whoever man, usually a black one, because black Black women tend to date inside their race, um, <laughs> decide to uh, procreate and have a kid. Uh, the black woman doesn't have a choice about whether or not she wants to be a parent, because guess what? If she has a kid, it's going to look real awkward if she's just, you know, sending over a few hundred dollars a month and saying she's a mom. So w- women are not prepared. There's a lot of black women who are not prepared. But guess what? When you have no choice, you actually rise to the occasion. When you have options, you tend to falter. So I just want to put that out there and shout out black women. Um, uh, I, I'm gonna dis- I'm gonna disagree on this one point. Okay, go um, ahead. Deadbeat fathers are not as patted on the back as you might think. Like we are, ch- we are telling who ne- who's telling them. Okay, us men like y'all checking them. Yes. Okay, men, tell me. No, no, this is good. Yeah, I men, this. men are absolutely checking this. deadbeat fathers. If if there's a if you know a guy that's not doing for his kids, mm-hmm. you're not gonna come around and start bragging about it. That's not a conversation that we have, or mm-hmm. that's not something that we're okay with. But are men are men confident and bold enough to if you know that a nigga's a deadbeat father, the men don't gotta talk about it. But if you know, because I feel like a lot of well, men are like, lot, oh, well, that's his business. Yeah, I ain't gonna speak a, on it. That's that's da, some. Da, 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 da. That, that's some. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you this, and I could only speak for myself. I don't have a single dude that has that kind of mentality around. Right. But let's not use guys, you as a as a definition for. Right. I mean, I just want you to think about 
I, and I'm not saying all black men do this at all. Right, but I'm right, just right. saying that obviously, if black women are four times as likely to be single mothers, we got to talk about that. And we have to evaluate and examine the culture that allows yeah. for this to happen. Yeah. Right. Because I don't feel like a lot of the men that I know, they're not bad people and they would take care of their kids. But I see that they kind of see shit as like, oh, I ain't going to speak on another man's situation. I feel yeah. like that's usually the bro code. I ain't going to speak on another man's situation. Well, a and- lot a lot of that has to do with sometimes like I, I think every a lot of most situations. It's one thing if you just know you got a child, you got this mm-hmm. one pregnant and I'm gone. I'm ghost. I'm not ter- I'm not taking care of this kid because mm-hmm. I never wanted it in the first place. But it's a difference. It, like, it, again, it's, it's varying factors. Yeah. It's a different situation if, you know, maybe you decided as a man, like, we're not compatible as a as a couple. We're not compatible in a relationship. True. But let's true, try true. to be co-parents. And then you have some spiteful women who are like, mm-hmm. well, you know, if you don't want to be with me, then I'm going to make it extremely difficult for you to see and take care of your child mm-hmm. the way you should. Right. And the way you want to. I've seen that, too. I've seen right. that, too. So I, And, of course, you don't always know the details of everybody's situation. But I'm Absolutely. speaking more to the people who are the most egregious. Yeah. The I see a just, lot of the egregious niggas just be chilling. Yeah. Like, not oh, only, are you pregnant? Yeah, oh, damn, like, that's nice. Not only are their friends cool, <laughs> everybody's chilling. Their, yeah, their yeah, yeah. moms is taking care. Like, they are, their, their lives don't change. Right, and, right, right. and that's the only point I'm trying to make is that when a man decides that I don't want to be a part of my kid's life, guess what? He still gets embraced by his friends. Gone. His, his mom's still making him his bum-ass dinner every night. Oh. You know, now. and whereas if a woman, if I was to, if I had a kid right now and I was like, you know what? I, you know, I just really want to be, I'm going to LA. My songwriting career is taking off. I'm just going to send a hundred dollars a month to the kid. You know, the man could be the primary. People are going to look at me like I'm crazy. My mom will beat me. My dad will beat me and I am grown. Like, are you kidding me? Like, there will be, there's no excuses for me or for like many black women. So that's right. the point I'm trying to make about no excuses. Yeah, there's, there's no excuses. The yeah, there's no excuses for the it. women, period. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, it's not the it. same. Mm-hmm. Um, so the United States, uh, we're going to kind of breeze through this one, but the United States wants to now check social media accounts as part of visa applications. Visa applicants to the United States, and this is according to the New York Times, are required to submit any information about social media accounts they have used in the past five years under state department policy that started on Friday. Such account information would give the government access to photos, locations, date of birth, dates of milestones, and other personal data commonly shared on social media. Um, we already request certain contact information, travel history, family member information, and previous addresses from all visa applicants. The State Department said in a statement, we are constantly working to find mechanisms to improve our screening processes to protect U.S. citizens while supporting legitimate travel to the United States. My worry about this mm. is that what exactly I could post something that I think is innocent and they mm-hmm. could post something and, and say and they could look at that same post mm-hmm. and deem it, you know, terrorists or you know, anti this or anti that and say you can't come into the United States. Period. So it's always, uh, and this is just my opinion, like there's always like a gray area when it comes to these kinds of things. Like, yes, we want the screening to be a little tough because we don't want people with malicious intent coming to the country and making things worse than they already are. But at the same time, this looks to me like something that they can just use mm-hmm. to stop a certain group of people if they want to from coming into the country. Absolutely. That's how I feel. You know, my family's Muslim, so I like I just posted Happy Eid the other day. Right now, if I looked a little uh, less brown, and you right, know, or if you had to wear a hijab okay, or something like that, if I had like to that. wear a hijab, and, yeah. I, and one could think that I was from the Middle East, that same Happy Eid post 
could be presented as oh well hold up Mm -hmm. hold up oh this is oh she's a lot she's aligned with some terrorist group (laughs) right we're not sure um right exactly all the terrorists are all the terrorists are here the problem is here in these white united yes Um, and uh there are they are our politicians Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. So <laughs> but, uh, I understand what you mean because like, yeah. and it's just another once again another way for uh, white people to police us. Right. Absolutely. Um, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back with our shout out segment. You're listening to. Oh, before I go, I got to shout out my sister L tomorrow who just graduated from culinary school hey. on Sunday. Oh. Uh, got to Yeah. Congrats to you, L Tamar. Um, and Cooking. you know, hopefully, I eat for free for life. Uh, you know, yeah, we'll see. Could she, could she come to the show and cook something up, and we could all eat it? And, well, I wish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if there if there was food, if there was food allowed in in the studio, you know, uh, we definitely would have been feasting and and enjoying ourselves off of some of her delicious, delicious uh, desserts. But with that being said, congrats to you, Altamar. Um, and I know I don't say this much, but. I love you. He sis. does. He really loves his sisters. All right. Um, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> Coming up right now is Bass Donnie. This is The Field. You're listening to Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And we will be right back. Feel our trap. Came from the bottom, we ain't going back. Used to chase treasure, we run up the map. Catch a lick if you front niggas gon' tax. I made the rules, so I know that's a fact. Bold just to throw it, come back off the glass. Like I'm DeAndre, the boards, I'ma crash. Now it's first class, we don't sit in the back. Back in the field, I will hunt. Niggas ain't got it, so we had a front. Now we in Louis and he's still around. Got to the back, now we get what we want. Swerve, shorty don't get to the back. Swerve, if it ain't money, then I curve. Hop in the bench and then I skirt. Diamonds ain't dripping, yeah, eyes hurt. Shorty, believe it. I am a legend, I came off the bleachers. Carry that dope like I woke with some speakers. This ain't a camo, but I got that heater. Niggas, they hate it, now they want a feature. Now I'm too high, you can't catch me a either. Out to my necklace on froze. Get to the back till you tipping on foes. Ghost like a brick or I dipped it in snow. Inside, you sitting on gold. Family come first, know they eating. Only see stars in my ceiling First to the bag, yeah, they don't wanna be him But I stay quiet, I bowl every season uh, This be the life that we preaching uh, Sad, so you know I be beasting uh, Rich, but I still punch your teeth in Then I pull it up Lies, I'ma smoke, I roll a blunt If I want it, I got it, I have it Go straight to the basket, I bowl with the double clutch Shorty jump on me like double dutch No, you ain't body, you smoking dust This for the homies that's out in the field Ball to your jersey, get posted up yeah. Back in the field, I would trap. Came from the bottom, we ain't going back. Used to chase treasure, we run up the map. Catch a lick if you front niggas gon' tax. I made the rules, so I know that's a fact. Bold just to throw it, come back off the glass. Like I'm DeAndre, the boards on the crash. Now it's first class, we don't sit in the back. Luxury Presidential watch Bust down face Tick don't talk My time don't stop Cartier, Cartier Set the vision clear Now we going You gotta keep on going 
Yes, yes, yes. We are back here live on Radio Free Brooklyn. And it's your boy Ben Lewis and Addy, the girl. baddie. It good. You you recognize Yes, that. yes, yes. I, yeah. I there's a big ball in the room and I don't want to get I don't want to get my, hit with that's it. That's my Megan the Stallion sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So um our special guest, uh, I am Chelsea, is on her way here. So um, we do gonna we got these shout outs. We're gonna fly through, and we're gonna get ready to sit down and have a conversation with her. All right, so boom. All right, yeah, there you go. Um, so shout outs, uh, Jay Z and Rihanna, as long uh, as well as Serena Williams, tops the Forbes list. Forbes confirms Jay Z becomes the first official hip hop billionaire. Rihanna is at the top of Forbes list as richest female musician in Period. the world. Period. And Serena becomes first athlete. First athlete. To be to make Forbes Ooh. richest self-made woman list. Shout out to the three of those people, and I just want to say right now, let me hold ten thousand dollars. Period. Um, that's all I need. I don't want too much. I'm not greedy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got one thing to say. What's that? You can stand under my umbrella. You can stand under my umbrella. Ella. Ella. It's a because mix. she gonna make it rain on y'all, nigga. Well, well, you know what? I have a problem with Rihanna right now because she need to make it rain new music straight up. Uh, okay. You, oh, oh, you you press you press. The reason that we all love her, apart from the super successful makeup, I don't wear makeup, uh, <laughs> not yet because you know we we gonna be on, we we gonna be doing it's, it's you know what I'm saying. Soon. We gonna it's transition. gonna happen soon. You know what I'm saying. But I don't wear makeup and. 
you know, her her clothing, her slippers, her shoes, you know, is all is all for for women. So mm-hmm. I can't support Rihanna in that way. But what I would love to support her on is some new goddamn music, Rihanna. We, where is that. it at? Please, I'm not gonna press her, but I would love it, Rihanna. I know you are busy living your life with your with your with your man who has a billion, your man who has who's a billionaire. And um, your businesses and your empire and all your friends you grew up with because word, you're a real word, ass bitch. Word. And, you know, your catalog that you now own all the masters to. So you're just like, you know, <laughs> but no, you're like really killing it. And I Seriously. have my umbrella and so does Ben. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, what else we got for shout outs? Oh, and shout out to Jay-Z. I meant to also like it. Oh, shout, shout, yeah, like shout, Jay-Z, shout like, out to you, Jay. Yeah, you did that shit. You now that now shit. you could give the, the scholarship kids yeah. a, ra- a raise. Oh, stop. Yeah, Jay-Z, Ben has still has issues with you giving That's right. the kids $1,000. That's right. Look, Come on now. I don't, I don't want to get your pockets. Robert's, but... Robert Smith out here paying loans off, right? <laughs> you could do one better. All you got to do, and this, this, is, this is a plan, right? He's from Marcy Projects, right? Okay, what happened? Marcy raised me, all of that, right? If you just have a little program just for the for the Marcy Project mm-hmm. residents, ten yeah. take ten qualified students and pay for the entire college education, everybody will still give you all the praise and accolades. That's what. I, that's, that's all a I'm good saying. Suggestion. That's all I'm saying. It's just that's 10. a good suggestion. Because 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 two hundred. What was it? I don't know what the graduating class at Morehouse was. That came out to like forty dollars. million. Right. I'm not saying do all that, but if you just take ten. Highly qualified mm-hmm. students who have the grades, they just need some opportunity. Mm. You can make a big difference in the community and in the future. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, we just have some suggestions. Yeah, um, just a little suggestions. Some suggestions. Yeah. Uh, no, and I, I don't like to count people's pockets because I feel like you have a, a whatever plan is your plan. Oh, yeah, yeah. For all sure. that. But it, I, it, and, and, you know, here's the thing like, because, you know, it's hard for black people to build wealth because of that mentality sometimes of like, oh, you're supposed to do this for me. Like, whether that's right, intern, right, inside your right. family or within the larger community. Like, I, I, I think you want to, I, I know you've already been giving back and whatnot, but like, yeah, just, um, just, you know, I'm just curious as to, like you said, I wonder like what the community needs and yeah, like how, right. because, you know, I just have, I, you know, living in Bed-Stuy, I just said uh, the gentrification is real mm. and there's a lot of black businesses being shut down, mm. being raided and uh, uh, taken out because they don't, they want to change the, they want to change the neighborhood and they're doing, they're enforcing a lot of tactics right, right. now exactly. in the neighborhood to uh, make sure that it doesn't look black. Yeah, and I just you know I don't know if you're hearing this, um, but can, let's post this. Uh, here, post my please because <laughs> we we could really use your support, Jay Z. You just come in and you say stop. Like even you, you don't gotta donate no money. Just right, just right, say right. yo chill. And I feel like you know we could bring some attention to this. And I think this is how you save black businesses because people always ask like how do black people how do black why don't black people take advantage of these opportunities? Why don't they get ahead? Da, 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 da. And it's because of these practices that make it difficult for black people to stay ahead. So Right, exactly. Um, we could use the support, Jay-Z. All right. Um, what else we got in shout outs? All right. So Oklahoma, uh, not usually a state you hear about. Um No. <laughs> unless, unless you're white. Unless it's for college football, which is coming up soon. I'm so excited. Yeah, which about I don't that. care about. Yeah, we're good. But um <laughs> So basically Oklahoma <laughs> Oklahoma did something good. I thought these were one of the Trump states, but mm-hmm. um Oklahoma passed uh question 780 which was a legislation um question in 2016 that was uh said to reclassify some drug possession and property crimes as misdemeanors instead of felonies right uh by the way this is from the oklahoman right um the retroactive uh, retroactivity legislation which takes effect november 1st establishes an expedited commutation process uh for 
people who are serving felony prison sentences for offenses that are now misdemeanors. It provides a simplified path to expungement for lo- for people with old drug possession and low-level property convictions. Lawmakers estimated that uh, 500 to 800 people could be released on a simple possession on simple possession charges, and up to sixty thousand people under the new bill could have their records expunged under the bill. I'm trying to close this stupid ad, that's making it difficult. That's, that's well, that well, that's <laughs> that's dope though. Um, yes, because because uh, again, we're living in a climate where they're legalizing a bunch of a bunch of drugs, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of cash that's away for long periods Yo. of time off of some off a little bit of weed. That. These and white now, folks pe- are yeah, exactly, up on. building empires on that shit. So it's about time that at least this is hopefully this is the first step towards the entire country making some sort of law like this and making mm-hmm. some sort of change like this. But this is dope, man. And and a lot of brothers and, and a lot of our sisters are going to be able to return home to their families and hopefully they're able to lead productive and positive lives moving forward. Amen. Amen. Um, Marlon Wayans. Hey. Uh, now this is Pride Month. And uh, Marlon Wayans has a daughter who, um, I guess, identifies is, is lesbian acceptable. She's a lesbian. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't know if that was acceptable. It's still acceptable. Um, all right, so yeah, and of course, social media wants everyone to hate everyone. There's nothing that you see on social media that mm-hmm. you like. And he was supporting his daughter for you know wishing her a happy Pride Month, a uh, happy Pride to my Pride and Joy. Um, things reloading. Mm-hmm. All over the place. Yes. Happy Pride to my Pride and Joy. I wouldn't change one effing thing about you. Love you to the moon, around the sun, through the galaxies, and back again. I love that. It was sweet so and sweet. simple enough message, but unfortunately, there were people, as usual, who had their issues. A few commented on his page, sharing their disdain, but he was having none of it. When one individual wrote, damn, unfollow, sad shit, Wayne's responded, bye, with a waving hand emoji. She's not old enough to understand what that's really all about, another wrote. You have the power to change lives, bro. Don't teach her that. She's 19, Wayne's wrote in response. She's who she is un- until or until she don't choose different. Love her for her, not what I want her to be. You think if you support her, you are good, another commenter said. Being a parent is not about saying yes to everything. No, you need to say yes on the good things. Only now, just one question. If you really support her, would you give up being a grandfather because of this Stupid decision that she made. That's because she, as the last, as remember, two girls can't make a baby. And finally, there's technology, and I got the means, which was Wayne's clap back to her, to them, (laughs) to those haters. But man, yo, if people want to support their kids, like like I said, either you support their kids or they're gonna do their shit in secret. Period. So the best thing you could do, and I'm glad Marlon Wayne's was was having none of Mm -hmm. it. And lately, he's been sick and tired of people's shit, especially on social media. Um, But if Wayne's decides to have none of it. I'm I'm glad. All right. Now, remember how I just said earlier how when niggas decide to not take care of their kids, it be their damn mothers. So I was shouting out I was shouting out black women, but I also gotta drag black women too. Mm. Only for the fact that be them same mothers that be sitting there accepting them niggas, right? Mm. right. But then at this or or their father whoever is in their life be accepting them like none happened. Right. But when somebody's gay and successful and minding their business, right, they get dragged. 
Like for for what? Are you in the bedroom with them? Is your coochie getting eaten? No. Why like, fuck so, don't make you come? I, right? Like, as J. I Cole really once no said. <laughs> like I, I it's just it's just it, it blows my mind how people in this day and age are still so concerned. And this is not even your kid. Yeah. Like, so get the fuck out of here. And shout out to Marlon Wayne's. I appreciate that because it's just nice to see. Yeah, for sure. It's just nice to hear. It's nice to feel that um, especially from like a prominent black male figure. Yeah. In Hollywood. And, you know, this is the type of energy I'm talking about. Absolutely. All right. And last but not least in our shout out segment. Okay. Just wanted to shout out that Cash Doll and Kiki Palmer are hosting a free concert in Dallas. That's part of Pride Week, right? Uh, Yeah, I believe so. And uh, basically they are encouraging all of the attendees to take HIV tests by yes. making their con- their concert free. All you have to do is show yes. the results. You, you to- take you take the test mm-hmm. and you got a ticket to to the show, to right? The show, which is I think is just genius, actually. Yeah. And if I'm not gonna be- do it for my health, I'm gonna do it for a free show. Yeah. So shout out to these black queens. I and, once- and shout out to the melanin on these queens. Yes, because they right. are. I'm a slow clap. And I, I want to say this: I once saw Cash Doll inside of Starlets, and uh, she it, thick. Was, it was. It was amazing. She bad, so, bad. So this this and this, she test, this test is worth it. All right, <laughs> all right. But that's it for our shout outs. Um. So once again, coming up right now, we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, I am Chelsea is in the building. Do not go anywhere. Can't wait to get into a conversation with her and get she to know her a little bit more. You're listening to Ben Talks right here live on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis and Addy the Baddie, my partner in crime. Yes. We will be right back. Peace. Lifestyle. Luxury. Presidential watch. Bust down face. Tick don't stop. My time don't stop. Cartier, Cartier. Set the vision clear. Now we gon' win. You gotta keep on going. Know we gon' win. Don't give up, don't give up. Don't give up, don't give up. Gotta live it up now. Gotta live it up now. Gotta keep on going. Don't give up, don't give up. Know you gon' win. 2020 set the vision clear. We gon' set the world on fire. Illuminate the room. Uh, another 25. Switching lanes, different habits. Gotta have the cream when the mini is my habit. Palm tension. It's a good day. I need the good pay. Not a weekday.
set up. Life is learning. Fuck your head up, couldn't you imagine? The conversation, it was so relaxing. She was like, who rap? And I was like, who that? She was like, you knew black? And I was like, true that. Now she like, say what? I be like, hey girl, on the street, says me. Word to the big bird. She picked out the big worm. Look how I approached you. Cutting up my vocals. You ain't need the pro tools. Harder than Sudoku. She be on my stick for the balls like Goku. Baby girl, I know you. You be like the old. At this point in my life, I'm thinking that maybe, like, you could be this person that they always used to tell me I should look for, but somehow you just happen to be right here, so I don't know. Don't be fooled, girl. Know you're cool, girl. I done been with all kinds of women. Cubs and cougars. Up in them Ubers. With those abusers. All for the humor. I got the medulla. I got some patience, but I won't patience. That vibe is ancient. I know you feel like ancient. Everything was great sense. Call you off the great sense. Sometimes I will walk past you on purpose. Hope you taste it. Sometimes I think I'm in love. Sometimes I think I'm single. Sometimes I think I'm stacking chips. Sometimes I'm eating pringles. Sometimes I feel it sometimes. Sometimes I'm here to mingle. Sometimes I see the one time. I really hate that jingle. It's evident. The evidence is heaven sent when I'm hella bent. You think about it, I thought about it, I'm off the bench. In due time, the pure vibe, I get you lit while it's in your mind. I'll be the one saying this. Holly Berry, she just wanna feel good. She's a small town girl, big dream, she's in Hollywood. Addicted to fame wouldn't change things if she could. Addicted to pain, Lois Lane couldn't save her if I could. Got a three piece ring on a middle finger. 
face on post like Wilhelmina. One bad bitch wanna be like Kylie. Searching for some good luck, wanna be like Kyrie. Feel good no more. Good vibes to the good vibe hit the floor. State of complacency, not where I wanna be. Make a decision, 'cause I'm not with the guessing and wishing. Oh, play by your rules, but what about mine? Deuces up, see you next lifetime. I can't handle casual when you make me feel so special. I thought that maybe one day you would come around. And that's all my fault. 
nice guys lie, waste your time. Listen when I tell ya, they only wanna fool ya. Nice guys try, say goodbye, but keep you in the cut when they wanna. Uh, nice guys That real love, that R&B strength classic You're looking for that temporary Few girls at a time I know my worth I ain't got no time Boy, I've been careless Careless with my heart Boy, I've been reckless Reckless from the start Thought I could handle it, handle it But I am so damaged, damaged I thought that maybe one day you would come around When I tell ya, they only wanna fool ya. Nice guys try to say goodbye, but keep you in the cut when they wanna. Uh, nice guys. Let you play your role You will never qualify But I let you stick around Said you wanna be brandy Said you wanna be there Wanna be down Down Oh Nice guys shine Waste your time Listen when I tell ya They only wanna fool ya Nice guys shine Say goodbye, but keep you in the cut when they wanna. Nice guys, Yes, sir. You're listening to Ben Talks right here live on Radio Free Brooklyn. And it's the best in the world, Ben Lewis. And as usual, I'm accompanied by Addie the Baddie, hey. my partner in crime. Yes, yes, yes. And we got a very special guest in the building. Yes, we do. Yes, yes. I am Chelsea. Do I have to say the last I am? I, yes. Okay, I am Chelsea. I am. Like a pimp name slip back. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? It's like a tribe called Quest. Exactly. Yes. You say the whole thing. Yep. Um, I am Chelsea. I am yes, so sir. happy to have you. Uh, in the building, uh, we've been trying to coordinate this for a little bit. You're right. Yeah, and, but but you know she's a celebrity. She's busy. Mm-hmm. You know she mm-hmm. she's traveling all over the place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? seeing all the accolades piling up. Look, we're finna get into that. Look, singer, songwriter, okay. guitarist, uh, performer. Okay, yes. uh, listen. Uh, um, what is it? Documentary finalist. Uh, yes, winner. exactly. Yes. Uh, all in so, the circuit. So yes. much going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, let's start off with. How are you doing today? Are you are you good? I'm blessed. You know, yes. I can't say nothing else. I'm just happy to be here finally. You know, we met yeah. we met at um the release show for, yeah, for Zaya. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. I'm just happy to be here 
happy to meet Abby. You yes. know what I'm saying? So I'm good. It's my first time in Harlem that day. That was uh, really. You know I don't travel. You know Brooklyn people. <laughs> they don't. We don't go nowhere. Harlem people really don't leave either. Nah, I need exactly. Notice to come to Brooklyn. <laughs> I had a question. That was actually a question I had for you because I was really? like, yeah, because like you know I always like to ask black people from Harlem. <laughs> I, we I, we had an interview with Zay actually too. I think yeah, I we had we had Zay. Yeah. But yeah. I wanted to ask you like, would you be in a relationship with somebody who lived in Brooklyn? Or would that be would that would that uh, look at that. Wow. Okay, okay. I All would. Right. I would how deep in Brooklyn, not East New York. <laughs> we not. Gotta doing be it. what train you take. We gotta be along the one AC. of the tra- There we go. Gotta be along the AC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So all the niggas off of Utica, no <laughs> string. Right. Holla. <laughs> if you want the east side, nah. Nah, nah. Man, y'all make transferring for niggas. You drive, you drive. Okay, there we man. Go. We can do something. Y'all, okay. y'all make y'all okay. making me feel like a thirst bucket. Cause I I, oh, I, I was I was I was seeing I, I was seeing a girl one time on the six line on the on in the Bronx. Okay. And, you know the, the six don't mm-hmm. go to, to Brooklyn. Um so What you had to do? I had to I had to well, I had to um I take the five train to to uh <clears throat> Grand Central. And hop Ooh. on the six. He had to stop. He had to, to the last yeah. stop. You had to I stop. Hope she in the was tra- worth it. Right. He had to stop in the oh. train station to get some water. His thirsty right. ass. <laughs> oh, oh, dang. Yo, she tearing you up. I see what it is already. Look. Wow, well, was it, she worth it though? Well, uh, I don't know where she's at now. So, oh, she wasn't. Uh, it didn't. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't uh, materialize into. I need into my metro car money back. Yeah, well. That's crazy. <laughs> Moral of the story. Don't travel. Well, to, to make myself feel better, the last couple months that we was dealing with each other, I got my car. So, you know. Mm. Okay. okay. It was a little, it was okay. a little better. That's a little, a little better. better. That's yeah. actually a lot better. It's a lot better. <laughs> but, but anywho, um, it's not about me. And, you know, y'all have plenty, y'all will have plenty of chances to attack me and the rest of the male species. Yes, we will. We'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> but... I am Chelsea. I am originally from Cincinnati, and now you in Harlem. Yes. How long you been here in New York? Oof, maybe like nine or ten years. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So, you're, so you're not okay. like that much removed. From, no, yeah. I go home about two or three years. Two, yeah. two or three times a year, I would say. Nice. Yeah. Uh, how how much different does Cincinnati feel now that you've been in New York and and kind of adjusted to the hustle and bustle? Like, how is it when you go back home? It's good, actually. I just went back um, last weekend. I played a festival there yeah. on, the, on the banks of the Ohio River. It's, it's oh, a spot nice. called Story Point. It was a pretty big festival. It felt great to be home. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's good to get a break from the hustle and bustle. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I couldn't get some live breeze. there. <laughs> breathe some fresh air. Exactly, fresh air. <laughs> Hello, yeah. It see, was good. See though. the tree for the first time right, in years, right? right. <laughs> is that a mosquito? Like, what is that? <laughs> no, I, I did see fireflies. I hadn't seen fireflies in a minute. Oh, oh yeah, a couple of them. A couple of them came to the hood here in New yeah, York. Yeah, back in the days, I used to see them. I don't really see them like I that no more. Think about it, like what, yeah. maybe in Queens. Yeah, you in Queens. I, I lived in Queens, and that's where there I saw them. They got they got pushed yeah. out with gentrification. <laughs> <laughs> the fireflies. Look at the fly. Look at the fireflies out. Of here, man. Afford the rent. <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so leading into this uh, segment, "Nice Guys Lie" yes. was the song that that we played. That's your single that's out now. Yeah. First of all, how how from what I've seen, it's been it's been doing some some pretty good numbers. Yes. All right. Um, and <laughs> trying to be as you know un is, is the word unbiased because I'm a mm-hmm. man and mm-hmm. you know I, I did feel attacked. How you feel? The nice first guy. time I heard the song. Okay. But you, it you is, think you a nice guy? Is that I mean, how you qualify you yourself? Had to, you had to talk to the women oh, wow. that I dealt with. <laughs> I didn't even have to defend myself. She got my back. Like, wow. Yeah. Yes. But, anywho, Addy, let me do my job. Right, go ahead, please. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Gosh. Um, no, but the, what was kind of the thought process going into the song? And was that based off of like a real life experience you had just gone through? Like, what was writing Nice Guys Lie like for you? 
it was a real life experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely like. There's certain songs you'll you'll ask any creative. Certain songs take time. Right. Certain songs just come out. Mm-hmm. This is one of the songs that just came out. Mm-hmm. Like it was the day after something had happened. And I was just sitting on my couch, and it was a Saturday. And my friends were like, "Yo, you coming out?" I'm like, "Nah, I'm not." Because I had to get the song out. I just felt yeah. it coming through me. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get the song out. So it was, it was based off a of real experience. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you have to? Was it like a like an angry place? Was it like a dark place? Like, what was the state of mind while you was writing it? I wouldn't say angry or dark. I would more say like saddened. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and it, and it's sort of it's nice guys lie is like a very simple way to look at it, but mm-hmm. there are complex levels to dating. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like people can tell you something up front, but what mm-hmm. they express to you is totally different. Right. Mm-hmm. So that then leads to like, oh, like I know that he or she told me this, but the way that they're acting is this way. Mm-hmm. But you have to think about it. Well, they're acting this way so they can keep you around. Of course. Yeah. So of course. it's levels to this. Like it's so uh-huh. that's you know that's where I came from. Okay. That's what's up. And yeah. it seems like there's a, a theme with a lot of the songs that I really fuck with and relate to. There's a song. <laughs> of, of course you do. <laughs> Let Eddie live. Let her live. All right? Because I'm yeah. trying to quit this nigga. And there's some song that you have called Not Giving Up. And I, they, it, it, that's the name of the song, Giving correct? Up. Giving, Giving Up. Giving Up. Okay. Yeah. And it, re- it reminds, it's kind of related to this kind of like this whole, like or part of this, the story of this tale of like, you know, there's a nice guy who loops you in and then it's hard to let go sometimes because right. it's just like, you know, in the absence of really good quality niggas, like it can just be difficult because sometimes a bitch just want her back and her booty rubs, like Scissor <laughs> said, like you know. And then and 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 if I have to sacrifice that in this generation, because you know my standards and all of that, da da da, it's just like sometimes like damn, all right, fine, just one more lie, and you know I just. <laughs> so I want to know how do you how do you get the strength to move through this? Are there times mm. when you're not when you're not strong and like what does that feel like? One hundred percent. Um, so the EP that came out last year, Beautiful Mess. I was not in a good place writing that. Like, I originally, it was going to be like your typical R&B breakup EP. Um, found out my grandfather had stage four lung cancer. Mm. A week later, the ex that I was living with and writing the EP about passed away. The so passed. The, the ex that I was writing about passed away. Wow. So, like, losing these two men in my life, it was just, it was crazy. Like, you know, to be completely candid, I, I went to therapy. Like, yeah. it was a thing. Like, you know, like, why does this happen to me? You yeah. know? But in expressing myself through those EPs, or through that EP, I was able to find that everybody's dealing with some sort of pain. Absolutely. You know? Um, so, no, it's not always good days. It's not always pretty. Um, yeah. And that's that's something that I try to show, not only through my music, but also through my social media. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and it, but did that inspire the documentary that you um, created, or how was that process like? Because yeah, um, so I love documentaries. Uh-huh. That I just love Shit, documentaries. Who right? yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like you'd be surprised. Some people don't. Yeah, luckily it they seems like the way is people, moving those, in that direction again. Those people yeah. don't like learning. <laughs> so I was like, I definitely want to do a documentary about the process of the EP. Mm. So shout out to my boy Matt Marlinski. I talked to him, brought him on. Um, so the doc, the EP is it documents from the recording of the last song all the way to the release day, which was a show. So yeah. it just it talks ah, about my dope. friends, mm-hmm. yeah. the producers that are a part of it, everything. So you know, um, thank God we were accepted to the Philadelphia Independent Film Festival. Amazing. Just got accepted to the Hip Hop Film festival here in new york that's awesome. hopefully more to come so that's awesome yeah that's dope i'm so proud of you like Thank i was you. Just like that's so dope <laughs> like i know 
I'm also a creative, building mm. my career as well. I'm a songwriter as well. We gonna connect. Oh, okay. But yeah, um, yeah we got. He, I don't yeah. have any talent. Yeah, nah, he, just, he just, uh, is this is not a talent. <laughs> he he just sits there and looks pretty. I, I like I like to I like to say that so you that people. about get, women. Did you see his fuck boy haircut? I, by I the like, way, it's okay. Look, it's cute. I'm just trying. You know, it's the summertime. You know, I got I got to get my affairs in order. Wow. Yeah, no costume to play women. But anyway, what's wrong with his hair? He got the little natural. He's the one that fuck boys tend to select. So that's She's jealous. I'm rocking my crown. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? My natural hair. I like your hair. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I like it too. I'm just saying. The ones who like you be up on your coconut oils and stuff. You know what I'm saying? You up No, he be up on the brush. You know, the little brush. Look, this take about 15 minutes. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Curls popping. It's popping though. It is popping. I need the damn brush. Let me not even play. I want to be a fuck boy. But anyway. But anyway, um, so I know how hard it is, you know, to create a project, you know, and I'm seeing you putting in work from, you know, it's already a lot of money to put to create a project, you know, get lining up all the producers, the studio time, the videos, the Mm -hmm. promotion, picture, all of that. Mm -hmm. And then you make a documentary. So I want to know what is your process? Because I actually asked Zayad this question. He had a great answer as far as like just advice for creatives who are up and coming. Um, what they could be doing to get themselves in order so that they can execute what you've done. Get themselves in order. This mm-hmm. is a very loaded question. Um, have patience with yourself. Um, do not allow the environment to dictate how fast you put out music because in the internet age, it's going to live on. And you're like, oh, I regret putting that out. Blah, blah, blah. Like, think about it. You know, this is your art. Um, just take time and sit with what the pro- project is going to be. Um, clarity of like get a good engineer you know what I'm saying like those types of things make sure your business is set make sure you have split sheets you know what I'm saying make sure you have certain things people people want opportunities but not ready to take on the opportunity are you registered to a performance rights or agency like there's a business behind it there's business behind promotion does not mean I'm gonna inbox all my friends on Facebook the album that's not promotion oh lord say that again (laughs) (laughs) or spamming people comments yeah like don't don't do stuff last minute I find like even with my shows if I can book a show two months in advance I will yeah yeah. so you can slowly promote slowly Mm -hmm. promote promote yo my show my show tonight can you come through no Mm-hmm. Nigga, work. I got plans. What? I, especially <laughs> if you asking other creatives, like all my friends are creatives mm-hmm. too. They got stuff going on too. For Everybody sure. not gonna make everything, like you know. And and power is in numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, people people love. I feel like to be like, oh, yo, I did this on my own and blah blah blah. No, it's okay. Like get your, get your people, your man's. Like like I have a very strong support team. Shout out to That's Architect, awesome. Descendant, James Cavanaugh, Keys, like Ebony Smith, Jonathan Wise, Vino. Like it's, I could just list people that I'm like, yo. They're on my team and I know it. Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Just a few things here and I keep going. But Yo, because yeah. I mean, the whole concept <laughs> of just building together, that's one thing I do want to emphasize yeah. because I think like right now we're in this age and I know Ben, we talk about this a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just want to know what they could get today. And a lot of people are not thinking about not like, thinking yo, I'm doing this shit. This person's hella creative. Let's come together and help each other. You know, like when I started, I just started uh, this show this year, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And Ben needed a new host. We had been talking. I'd done my podcast and stuff. But I was like, yo, I believe in you. Like, yeah. I want to I wanna help you. And likewise, he supports and helps me with the stuff that I'm working on. And that's how we grow. So I appreciate you for saying that. Because that team and 
people who are also creatives coming together to help each other is so important. 100%. Yeah, so shout absolutely. out to that. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to take it back a little bit. I want to I want to talk about young I am Chelsea. I am sure. Okay, <laughs> back in Cincinnati. Yeah, you know, uh, getting your your earliest starts in music. Like, what was your first taste of of being an artist and and kind of like making music or even just mm-hmm. singing? Like, what was that like? And and what was it that made you fall in love with this craft? I was always around music. My mom mm-hmm. used to play music on weekends to clean the house, light some incense, you know, pine saw, cook. We cleaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I grew up in church. Um. I grew up in the choir, knee high, singing. Yeah. Um, started playing piano when I was nine. I used to play, if anybody's familiar with like the role of church, I used to play altar call mm-hmm. on the piano. Um, went to high school, played trumpet, you, baritone. You mean, you mean the, if anybody in the, in the congregation uh-huh. tonight <laughs> yes. feels the call and the pull of Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that's the benediction. <laughs> Oh, but no, yes, let me yes. stop. <laughs> that area, that, that, that area right in chill. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, that I would say church would be like the main caveat. Because even when I was in Bumper, I had a young lady stop me when I got off stage and say, how do you get the courage to be on stage? Mm-hmm. And what I should have said to her, too, was... I've been in front of audiences since I was little. Yeah. You think about when you was little, you got to memorize this Easter poem. You got to do this. You got. I was always in front of an audience, right? And music was always just a part of the mix, so it was it was sort of natural in that way. Yeah, so, that's, yeah. That's no, not because because the the way I've been able, like I've been speaking in public for for that very same reason. Yeah. Like just just growing up in church and having to go read a scripture in front of everybody. Like mm-hmm. that kind of got me prepared to kind of do without me even knowing to kind of do what I'm doing now. Mm. Exactly. So it's it's amazing that to, yeah, I know, Look right? Shout out to church. Bir- birthing a bunch of superstars. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out to J C, you know what I'm saying? So so uh you, <laughs> right. grew, you grew up in Cincinnati and everything. So was it like what made you move to New York? Was it the fact that you wanted to kind of pursue music even more? Like what 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 kind what was the thought process in making that decision? I know it has to be hard um to kind of move from Cincy to come all the way out here to New York. Um, it wasn't that hard. Like okay. <laughs> it might have been hard for my family. Like yeah, right? um I had an internship and never left. That is really ah, as simple as that. Okay. Um, I had a cousin out here, and that was it. Um, I stayed with her for the first few months that I was out here, and after that, I was on my own, mm-hmm. figuring it out from there. Um, I had a choice, actually, between New York and L.A. Mm. I had spent six weeks in L.A., didn't like it. It just felt like, oh, yeah, we're going to have this meeting at 10 o'clock. And then nobody, like, oh, 11 was cool, like... Oh, nah, I got stuff. In New York, it's like, you better be there at 9.45. People yeah. don't have time to waste. So yeah, exactly. it was just more of my speed to be yeah. out here. So, yeah. Man, that's crazy. There's like, a lot of people from Ohio that are in New York. Yeah, that's right? the thing. I don't know if a lot of people don't know that, but like, I have a bunch of friends from Ohio, and I'm right. always not surprised when I hear somebody's from Ohio and comes to New York. So I, I, I don't know if you know a lot of people from Ohio, too. I know a few people, mm-hmm. but I would love to know who you know, because oh, I'm I, always looking girl, for my people. I like, got you. I know. People, <laughs> did you go to Cincy? Uh, for, I went um, to Columbia College, Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay. I went to school in Chicago. Dope. So. Yeah, dope. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so now you're living in Harlem now. Mm-hmm. Was that where you always were from, from the time you, you came I always in? lived in some part of... Um, Harlem, always some part of Harlem. Okay. So has has how has Harlem? Because Harlem is mm. one of those historic places yeah. in New York City. Like mm-hmm. it's it's one like you would have thought it was his own borough, like For sure. Harlem itself. Because mm-hmm. it, as far as art, as far as music, as as far as like culture, like Harlem is 
has a huge footprint in our culture today. So how, I'm just curious, how much has Harlem kind of influenced the your sound to this point and just influenced the, you as an artist overall? I, I think, honestly, Harlem has always influenced me as a person. Mm-hmm. And I'll just backtrack a little bit. My mom was very into making sure that I knew my black history. Yeah. I grew up um, within Cincinnati, always going every year, going to the Black Book Fest, going to this thing called the Black Fairy Union. Yeah. Um, when I, I remember when I was little, I had a book called Afro Bets. And it was these little black kids with Afros spelling out the Afro book alphabet with their bodies oh, um, wow. when I was little yeah. I wanted to be a Barbie for Halloween my, the, my mom couldn't find like a black version so she took the mask and painted it brown oh. um, she was very into that so knowing yeah. coming in knowing the lengths and hues of the worlds the James Baldwin's of the worlds the Malcolm X of the worlds and just being like wow I really live here now yeah. um, awesome. I feel like it sort of informs me to be more part of my community yeah. mm-hmm. um, and I know your question was like like artist based but I think that um, trying to be more community based not only in Harlem but like trying to make sure I am when I go back to Cincinnati right. um, that that influence of Harlem and what those black leaders did making sure not only as an artist I'm doing as much for my community for that as well mm-hmm. so yeah. I have a question too because mm-hmm. I know like I mean I've I've I grew up in Brooklyn grew up in New York and all of that and after school came back you know and but I understand like how hard it could be to be in a place that you know is different yeah. so have you ever had a moment you know within your career while you were here in Harlem where you were like fuck it like I don't know if this is like maybe you just had a bad day and like I just want to know what that process was like if you ever had a moment where you were like is this where I'm supposed to be and how did you like get get over that um, I question whether or not I should be in New York, but not from a negative standpoint. Okay. Um, I had the great opportunity to do some shows in London a few years ago. Oh, dope. And then it, it was more like, oh, this is dope. Maybe I should just change the scenery. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just felt like it was too overcast. Like, there wasn't a lot of sun. I can't really <laughs> rock with that. <laughs> but overall, London was dope. Yeah. Um, I guess from, like, any type of negativity, um as I get older it's always trying to like analyze like what happened you know what I mean I think sometimes people get into situations and we're so quick to blame either our environments or the people who might have caused the pain when especially if it's reoccurring we might need to like look inside and say what is it about me that continually attracts this type of pain yeah um so anytime I had those situations I do try to take a step back it was never about leaving New York I never wanted to leave New York it was more about I need to take some time to evaluate mm. some things. That's real. Yeah. That's real. So, now, oh, uh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. no, go ahead. <laughs> ask your next question. I'll just, just, you know, I just want to just switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Just to get back to where we started. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, is, um, have you ever lied or cheated on anybody? <laughs> and just the question, I just try to open that up. Not, you don't got to answer it because, you know, we didn't ask you what you wanted to answer. Let's not answer. No, you but- can, you can, you, you, <laughs> can an- you can answer it. Nobody's listening. Or, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, let me rephrase the question. Have you ever, not being your best self in a relationship mm. and describe I like how you did that that's thank nice, you that's a nice way to word it cause I, you know yeah you know I think we can um, 100% I've not been my best, best self in a relationship um, I've found myself compromising who I am mm. to fit into somebody else's picture when it wasn't my picture to begin with um, 100% damn Girl, yeah, I'm not, I I'm not relate. Figure out when you just I, said some shit. Yeah, right I, there. Relate, <laughs> I, I, and I feel like that's like, like, you know, because I feel like that's just a thing, like, as women. I'm glad I got that on you know, as women, Because <laughs> I feel like as women, we have the pressure of, like, oh, you know, like, part of our success is so tied to, like, 
do you have a career but also what is your relationship status and yes. like right and like the success of that and it all is all it's all on you despite all the bullshit that everybody sees Tracy Ellis Ross recently you. came out and was like I'm good yeah. I don't got no man I don't got no kids I can go freely as I mm-hmm. want to I'm real good don't don't check for me I yeah. want you to know I'm good so I respect it um, right? you know I mean for me personally is that something that I want in my life yes yeah. But it's not like it doesn't dictate who I am. Of course. And especially in this world of like kids that are neglected, like I just want to make sure that I'm good before I bring anything or anybody else into my situation. Okay. Because um, I'm not, it's not going to foster a good relationship with whoever I end up with mm-hmm. or whatever child I bring into this world. Yeah. So that's real. Yeah. Man, that's, that, that was real. Um, <laughs> so I don't got nothing to add to that. <laughs> nah, but I, I just wanted to like switch gears a little bit. So you, mm-hmm. you you talked about playing the piano, but when when I first saw you, you were playing like the guitar, yeah. like during your set. Yeah. How, so how did you get into like playing instruments as as well? Watching um, the piano, her sister Bobby Dunn, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. I would always, I think my mom and my grandmother noticed that. Um, as I was watching her, if the benches in front of me, I would like imitate what she was doing. Wow, yeah. So they put me in piano lessons. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And it was actually, it was two piano players and they recommended the lady, old white lady, mad cool. She actually ended up being a nun. Oh, dope. she. I think she. I think that might have been the reason she stopped teaching me. She said she ended up being a nun. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was wild. But yeah. I- Church. <laughs> what about, what about the, the guitar as well? Like, how did you get, guitar, get into that? Um, so I came when I came to New York. I was like only focused on writing for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of t- got tired of doing only that because, like, when you write as a songwriter, songs could sit for years without being placed. For so sure. I was like, sometimes I just want to get the song out there. Uh, didn't want to pick up piano again because it's hard to carry around the keyboard, and not all venues have piano. So I said, well, the easiest thing to do is like carry around a guitar. Um, guitar stuck with me because. You can literally put it on your body and feel the vibration of the notes in addition to the singing. So you yeah. literally feel the music on your body. I yeah. think that's personally, wow. I think that's why guitar stuck with me. Yo, that's, that's powerful. Yo, that's an amazing way to, to put yeah. like <laughs> the guitar. Yo. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I, f- I really honestly feel like as like black people, we have a real like ancestral and historical relationship to yes. music yes. that like those sounds and vibrations feel so familiar, mm-hmm. you know, and like. I, I have that very similar experience to music so I that's a really good point in terms of like feeling that yeah. music so that's dope that's real dope and you said that you used to like write for other people like what was uh, tell me what was your favorite song that you've written if there's any uh, for, for somebody else um, uh, for somebody else yeah so there's a kid named he's not a kid anymore Kenny Arujo he was one of the contestants on The Voice a few years ago I wrote a song for him called Heartbreaker oh, Life mm. Flex you see yeah. that yeah. you see that little flex you just was that Life Flex <laughs> for me yeah. it's cool it's cool this is what this Somewhere. is about yeah dope and where did that come from Heartbreaker um, is a very poppy song. Actually, it's a video for it on YouTube. I can dig it up. Yeah. Um, it it came from a light place because he at the time he was sixteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so just yeah. being in that mindset of like you know puppy love, but like uh-huh. being stuck on somebody that really don't mess with you, right. but from like a kid point of view. I know you. I'm actually working with a kid right now. Really, um, and helping him with some of his the albums, uh, some of the tracks on his album, and it's okay. like you know it's it's exactly that type mm-hmm. of sound. But then I'm also trying to like put. I'm like, what else is going on in your life right. besides just sex? 
Exactly, exactly. <laughs> what else is your? What else are you into? You know? <laughs> what else, but, young man? <laughs> <laughs> but what's your process like uh, with collaborating and working with writers? Mm, collaboration. Um, I love to talk before we actually get into the music. There we go. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get to know each other. Um, and and not to deter the the question, but um, uh, Khaled, DJ Khaled, just recently spoke about that on Nipsey. He said they had a whole meal where Nipsey was talking about his family and that's where the first verse came from on Higher. Yeah. So that's sort of like really getting to know somebody as a collaborator or even as an artist I can sort of delve into and really figure out like what would you want to say? Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm going to write what I want to write but let me let me get into your head a little bit let's get to know each other. Yep. So, yeah. You ever wrote something and you was like damn I should have kept that. Yep. <laughs> or keeping it a like, buck keeping it I'll a hear, buck I I'll like that i hear something and be like damn I could have wrote that yeah <laughs> you see people don't understand that you know as the songwriter hat is very different from the artist hat right, and absolutely. the ego that would normally go into the artist you can't have that in the songwriting space nope. and you know and that's always a constant battle like and have you ever like struggled with that back and forth <laughs> No, I think mm. I've just been really fortunate to write with some really just down to earth producers and, and writers. Nice. Um, I haven't come across any type of like, well, actually, that's not true. As, I, as I'm talking, I, I have come across um, ego situation and we tried our best to sort of work our way out of it. Um, unfortunately, it did get the best of us. Yeah. But it, it was a learning experience, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm grateful for it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We we could. Uh, I wish we had like another hour. Saying right? like, talk, it, 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 you sound like you got so many like gems for us. Um, I come back, <laughs> of course, okay. of course. As long as there'll be more music, you know, yes. say there's always be a reason for you to come up. But yeah. I just want to give you like a chance, real quick. I know you got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff coming up. Yeah. Uh, just let everyone know right now what's in the works for for you coming up as far as shows performances new music anything like that okay um so i have a show on saturday here in brooklyn it's a day party for release for lee crew shout out to him um i have another show in back in cincinnati around the 4th of july um i just got accepted the documentary just got accepted into the hip-hop film festival it'll be happening august 1st through 4th um look out for some collaborations shout out to frank knight shout out to arthur frank Ray. knight yeah Yo. yeah i don't know if that's low but we got some cooking um me and my boy architect and james calvin O'Keys have a group called the feast mm-hmm. and we're working on a project to be released on thanksgiving and working on a single as right as well right now i'm working on my next ep for next year and music videos coming up before right, the end right. of the year. Any, any visuals in line for, for Nice Guys Live? Yes. Uh, actually, I plan on doing a visual for Purpose mm-hmm. that was on my last EP Yeah. because um, people just keep asking about it. I was going to move past it. but <laughs> um, And then a visual for Nice. I already got a concept for Nice Guys Live so mm-hmm. that's going to drop as well. Well, okay. if you need if you need an extra like someone to just walk by <laughs> I you might know, need a cop. <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm a young actor out here. Not really. But, um, <laughs> You know, if you oh want to, if you want to give a, if you want to give a young radio personality his big break, uh-huh. you know mm-hmm. he's trying to twerk in your videos. But he's what? Trying to uh, he's trying to be fresh out here. He got his little curls in yes. his head. He's feeling himself. He got his little beard. He ready. He ready. Bush, he like, right, he ready. <laughs> that's, how, that's how y'all want to do me. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. I'll be in there too. Um, I got a nice loose leg right here. Hey. I get you something. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Um, but no, nah, it's been an absolute pleasure having yes. you up here, man. I'm glad we could finally like court. Our schedules could finally like mm-hmm. link up. 
Uh, thanks for making time for us. Uh, just real quick, tell everyone like how they can find you on social media, on all the platforms and everything like that, and just bump your single right. Uh, just promote your, yourself right now. Word. So you can find me. I am Chelsea. I am. Yes, it is one word. I am Chelsea. I am Chelsea. Spelled like the neighborhood, the urban hippie on all social media platforms. Hit me up. I do talk back. I will respond. Um, all platforms: Spotify, Apple. Check out that new Nice Guys Lie. Go ahead and revisit that. A beautiful mess EP. And yo, just, just get up. Oh, Hurt People 2 music video hit 60,000 views. So go check that out nice. as well, please. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's Especially because right. them algorithms be crazy. Don't it? Yo. You be having finagle. Finesse. Word. That, that, so uh, once again, this has been Ben Talks with our special guest, I am Chelsea. I am. Yes. It's the best in the world, Ben Lewis, my partner in crime, Addy the Baddie. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you. Coming up next is Hearing Out Rachel C. Do not go anywhere. Uh, just like I have dope guests, Rachel always has a dope guest in studio. Uh, the man came in with a guitar, so it's about to be some live music. I'm going to make sure to hurry up and get out her way so they can get all set up and give you guys a dope show. Hearing Out Rachel C. up next. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Everyone have a safe weekend, uh, and I'll catch you all Tuesday for Brooklyn Bandstand. Peace out.